Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here. Thank you so much for stopping by. We're going to talk about something that I think is going to be very interesting and relevant. It comes from a listener question in our Facebook group, which is the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast listeners in Facebook. It's also, I guess, the Fun Astrology listeners, too. We catch everybody. One group, we talk about it all. But this is from a longtime listener. She says, I believe in past lives and reincarnation. But the question is, if we can't vividly remember them, how are we supposed to learn from past mistakes? I thought, wow, this is a great question and something that I struggled with, too, and finally kind of got a breakthrough in. So I thought I would just share that whole chronology and hopefully give some answers. I'm going to say that I think that combined with astrology, that this whole area has been my biggest growth in my whole journey. I mean, there have been so many things, but this one has been huge. It's been a big part of my understanding, my whole existence, really. Uh, It's helped understand childhood bullying. I understand now uh, some of the things that the kids, when I was growing up, saw this fear paradigm in me, and they attacked it. They went after it. I also understand my own childhood tendencies better and what my natural leanings have been towards certain things. One person in the comments on this post mentioned a a lifelong fear of water because of what is believed to be a drowning in a past life. These are all very real things. I think also understanding through this, and I would say maybe more the astrology side on this than the past life side, but the spiritual interest that I had since I was very, very young also, I think, came from a knowledge of this and understanding this better. Another piece, and I've told all of these stories in podcasts, it's just they're scattered out, I know, but another piece was understanding unresolved sexual issues through this lens. So the question comes, do we need to know these things from the past? And this is one of the things that I, bridges that I crossed when I was doing astrology readings. I hope to get back to that at some point. Just right now, time is uh, just does not allow. But when I was doing them, I would always, we would get to this point at some various way. And I would always say, look, best if you just discern whether or not you need to pursue a past life regression session. Let your soul suggest what it needs. Some do, some don't. Mine came through a hybrid, I guess, because in about 2016, I'm guessing, a guy that I was doing some trading with, Rob Mitchell, suggested, not suggested, he insisted. He said, I'm working on this technique, and I want to do it on you. When are we going to get together? It wasn't, would you, would you like to try? <laughs> so, I mean, now looking back, that was a synchronicity. That was one of those crosses in the road that brought something to me that eventually would unlock this whole thing. I'll tell more about that in just a minute, and we'll point to that episode. It's number 212, but I'll point to it here in a minute as well. And I know today one of the modern buzzwords is hack. (laughs) We're going to hack everything. It's like, oh my gosh, cut in the line at the Starbucks drive-in. But for those of you who want the shortcut, I'm going to tell you what it is. You can just take the issue, so drowning, and move in the opposite direction. 
There you go. Less than four minutes. You've got the whole thing. <laughs> Something to like identify the issue and just move in the opposite direction. That's not complete. That's by far complete. But there's your hack if you don't want to listen any further. <laughs> now, I'm going to quickly get out of that mud pie. All right. So, look, here's the deal. I think that what this really points to, and this is seriously now, this is getting more and more prominent and important every day. It is the importance of being conscious on all fronts, all the time. You know the greatest thing we have going on around here happens on Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Facebook group page, or on the Fun Astrology YouTube channel. It's simulcast. It's called The Healing Convergence. I'm going to say that's one of the most conscious, important things that we are doing, the energy in those meetings, especially since our Orlando event with Fred, have just been incredible, incredible. And that was the trigger point, really, the tipping point. But I'm seeing so many things on so many fronts, not just from astrology or not just feeling it or not seeing it online. I mean, we are seeing so many things now that are pointing to the importance of our full-on consciousness. I think it is really time to draw a line in the sand. Are you dabbling with this or are you full in? Are you committed to conscious living or are you just using it as a baby would use a pacifier? Something to make you feel comfortable during an otherwise stressful time. Now don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm very happy for the dabblers. Because some will cross the line. Some will come on over and play full out. They'll be the 100% team. But I'm kind of surprised that I still see a lot of dabbling. And one of the biggest areas that I see is that we still collectively, we humans, hold on to things that either detach us from reality or, in a more extreme thing, numb us up to that reality. See, this stuff comes from a still, small voice. I've got a Bible verse, actually, for you in a minute that I'm going to share to that very point, but I want to elaborate that then. But it comes from a really still, small, inside, internal voice. As this is being recorded, the judgment was just handed down this past week in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard saga. Boy, has Hollywood ever been on top of this one. 24-7 coverage of this crazy thing. Well, I saw an astrological chart on the outcome, and so I was kind of interested. I hadn't watched one second of it, but this one clip popped up on YouTube, and I thought, okay, I'm going to just look in, and it was Johnny Depp on the stand, and it had a catchy clickbait title about how he befuddled the attorney. Well, he didn't, and <laughs> what I saw, but this attorney was grilling him on all kinds of questions that were obvious answers that had already been asked, and that was the frustrating part. So the attorney says during this particular moment, did you pour a mega pint of wine as you had previously testified? Well, he kind of fumbled around and he said, mega pint? What is that? <laughs> and the attorney said, did you pour a large quantity of wine? He said, I did pour a large glass. Yes, I felt it necessary in the moment. <laughs> there were some chuckles, but that's the whole bag. That's it, exactly. 
escape, and I've done it. I've done it openly. There's been a big shift in that area of my life over the last mm, five years. I mean, if I go back to the two divorces, I mean, those were medicated, both by prescription and alcohol. Did a lot of counseling. That didn't work. What did work was narrating 33 audiobooks for Fred Dodson. And I would say if you guys have listened to maybe some of them, but haven't gone into, you know, like what the DJ back in the day would have called the deep cuts. If you haven't listened to some of those other titles, man, I would so encourage you to do it. I mean, if his work connects with you. Now, if his work doesn't, don't muddle through it. Don't try to force it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's fine. You'll find that which does. But I'm just telling you that counseling didn't work. Alcohol didn't work. That's for sure. I never was into any other kinds of drugs. I just never did. But what really did turn my soul around, not from the outside in, but from the inside out, were those audiobooks. And it didn't happen instantly. It took a long time. So, in fact, this culmination that I'm telling you about, as I mentioned, episode 212 was released on January 6th, 2020. If you're interested in combining this, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that because I was still even at that point. So we've been doing the podcast near seven years at that time, but I was still reactionary to fear. Still fear would come up. And when I connected with that past life incident that is described in that episode, I'm telling you, within 10 minutes, I knew on that walk that it had cleared. So, yes, for me, being able to visit it, see it, picture it, experience it, cleared it. And that was over, let's say, four years, almost four years, because I'm really thinking that that reading with Rob was in 2016. So there's your four years. But it did clear. So my story would be to say that it is a process. And that is just my story. Others might have it happen instantly through some reading or revelation or just aha or journaling moment or using psychedelics. I'm not limiting this to my story. I'm simply conveying my story. So there are lots of ways to get there. And I I think the thing comes back to the commitment. I mean, if your soul is telling you to use mushrooms, you know, if your soul is telling you to go hike in the woods and be still and be quiet, I think you just have to tune into and know what your path is and then be sure you're following it. To me, that's the commitment piece. Do you know your path and are you following it? Now, let's talk about these thoughts on why the amnesia. Why do we not know? I found something really cool here to share with you. Okay, so my initial thought on this is that each incarnation is a solo opportunity to work within itself. Then I thought of this old Bible verse that typically is translated and used to prove that Reincarnation does not exist, which is just absolutely crazy in the Bible because, you know, I'm not going to go into that. It's, it's in there quite a bit. But this verse is in Hebrews. It says we are appointed once to live and then the judgment. That's the translation. We are, see, this is why you have to be really careful reading the Bible as it is. It is appointed unto man once to die. That's the basic premise of one life. And then the judgment. 
Well, I went back and looked this up in the Greek. The Greek word for judgment is krisis. Now, remember, the word judgment came from the King James translation in the 1600s. That was the mindset. That was even the mindset back in astrology in those days. Was negative, dour, dark, judgment. Yes, rulership by the king, a dominated, submissive culture. All right? But the real word is Croesus. And the root of Croesus is krino, which means I decide. So this word, we have to throw out judgment because judgment just isn't going to work. There is a connotation, but it's about I decide. So back to Croesus, the word that is used, it's a decision, a determination. And yes, from that standpoint, a judgment. And this is what's really cool with the book Lives of the Soul that I've mentioned on here so many times. If you've not listened to that, it's a quick listen. I would certainly listen to it because it talks about this very thing, that when we leave here and we go to the other side, we go into a tribunal kind of analysis, a judgment, a trial in the sense of we take a look at what we did. And it's not to determine whether you go to a lake of fire and burn for the rest of eternity. That sounds an awful lot like political control to me, doesn't it? So this is about you deciding. And that's another thing in Lives of the Soul. We decide this incarnation. And that's clearly described. And that comes substantiated by others who have documented over 10,000 hypnotic sessions where all of this stuff came up. So this didn't just pull down out of the sky somewhere. This is very clearly documented across multiple sources. Also in the delineation of these words is an idea of separating, as in splitting apart. So we separate this life from our soul, and then we evaluate it, creases. And then we crino, we decide what we're going to work on, and then we put that together for the next incarnation. But see, we take this incarnation so seriously. But you see, when you get to the other side, then it just becomes a topic of discussion. We really are living in the matrix. <laughs> and now it fits. Now it makes sense. So really, in that context, it's even a mercy that we don't remember. We can find and we can heal the events of the past, but they don't have to completely dominate this life. If they do, then once we cross that line into full commitment to consciousness, that's where we begin to resolve. And this life is an opportunity for us to choose how we're going to play it. I think of <laughs> think of a golf analogy. I used to play golf, don't anymore, but... If you shagged one over in the rough over there, I remember playing with my kids up in Oklahoma and shagged one over into the rough, went over there looking at it, swinging the golf club back and forth, and a snake takes off. Not in my direction, fortunately. Well, what do you think I did with the ball every other time after that? Dropped it in the fairway. This isn't the PGA. Well, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. It's like if you don't want to drop in the rough and you don't want to go messing with the snakes, you create a fairway drop for your next life. But see, you and your guides and the movie player guy and all of that make that decision on the other side. 
So the decision is made there, not here. Then you come back and it becomes like a kid's Easter egg hunt to find the path. I could see, I could imagine that a lot of souls get together on the other side and there's a big collective slap to the forehead, <laughs> although they don't have that, but to go, ah, I was so caught up in the matrix. When we separate from that, then we can really see that the decision was already made. We just have to step into it. And one of the biggest booby traps is the distraction. It's the distraction of being human. It's the distraction that says, I needed the megapint. Do you think there's any conscious discovery inside of that? It's possible. It's possible. Not likely. You ever been to the gym and worked with a trainer who really pushed you? I mean, really pushed you? It's hard. It's painful. But if you stay after it for six months, ten months, a year and a half, three years, might take longer. But eventually, you're going to look buff and fit. Remember my stories of the coach back in around 2012 who pushed me like that spiritually? It hurt. Lots of tears. Lots of hung-up phone calls. I engaged her to push me out of my comfort zone. So, a couple of tips for navigating the amnesia. I have four. One is, as I've said, I'm not going to belabor this point anymore. Commitment to the conscious life. I think that's number one. I don't have a current gym membership, but in the past, I've always seen people who get on the treadmill or one of the bicycles or something, and they go at about 30 or 40 percent of what would be vigorous exercise. And I just think, wow, you're paying for this? Come to the gym to play full out. And folks, I think that as we've even heard this, the week that this is being recorded, the chairman of the biggest bank in the world has said that there is a financial hurricane right there on the horizon. If you haven't woken up to all of this, now would be a great time. Number two, connection comes through being quiet. Here's that Bible verse I promised. It's Psalm 46.10. Be still, some of you know the rest, and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Let's put the Neville Goddard interpretation on this. Be still and know that I am God. If you read it metaphysically, I am God would be you connecting to your own divinity. But still, whether you connect to an outside divinity or an inside divinity, it comes from being still. I think the ancient psalmist was inspired on that one. But we are too geared to chaos and noise, always on the go. It just never ceases to amaze me how we fill our calendars 14 hours a day or more. I mean, how in that do we have time to recenter? I stay very busy, but through the day, I take self-honoring breaks to rest my voice, to rest my body, and to rejuvenate my soul. And I do a couple of those through the day. So you have to have quiet time. The third, astrology. And all I'm going to mention on this is that it is full of guideposts, implications, energies, way showing. It's like a map. It is the Google map of the soul. 
And if you don't know it, don't understand it, you'd like a good place to start, come over to funastrology.com. We have the 101 course. It's on this kind of now perpetual sale, and you can pick that up. And that is geared and intended to teach you the basics. But as I am now navigating my own life according to those energies that were planned out, see what astrology shows you is what the decisions were on the other side. Bingo. That's what astrology shows you what those decisions were on the other side. So if you need to learn to speak the language, we've got a resource for you. Number four, and this is, I think, the the key to unlocking the discovery, ask and intend. Ask from the perspective of, I am going to unlock this. I am going to find the way. And then follow whatever comes your way. Like I followed and scheduled with Rob back in 2016 when he was basically saying, I want, I think he was working on a certification, but he said, I need to do this and you need to help me. <laughs> it's like, okay, synchronicity, cross the path. Then four years later, boom, with that still rummaging in my mind, that awareness floated up and it floated up during the quietness of a walk, not being physically still, being mentally still. The other thing about that story is I asked questions. If you go back and listen to the other episode, when the fear presented, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, man, I'm doing all these podcasts. I'm doing all this stuff. I've narrated all these audiobooks. Why am I going to fear? And I just asked the conscious question, is this tied to that incident? My soul instantly said yes. And then all I said was, show me more. And over about the next 20 minutes, the veil came down. You guys, I don't know what's ahead of us. I have no clue. But one thing I do know is now I see it in this really cool context. The decision that we made to be here now together. We are in this as a journey together. And I hope that you will keep that in mind. Whatever comes our way, enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.